Wake up everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, oh, oh. wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Maybe then they'll listen to what you have to say. They're the ones who's coming up, and the world is in their hands. When you teach the children to jump the very best can. But just let it be na, 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 na. The world won't get no better We gotta change it now Just you and me Well, there, hello there, everyone Hello there, everyone Welcome to the NDC Savings Club radio show And that great song that you just heard there was Wake Up Everybody by Harold Marvin and the Blue Notes. And that song was all the way back to 1975. If you add the numbers there, if you do the mathematics, it's 40 years ago. And it's, it's a shame that, you know, uh, we've been dealing with all these issues going back to that song 40 years ago. So again... Uh, things, what's interesting now in now times is that it takes time for things to come back around and people are wakening up. People are beginning to do things about it. And one of the greatest tools that we have is because of the internet. And people now are able to look at truths, you know, compared to where before they were limited on it. So now at the touch of our fingertips, uh, in reference to all these mobile devices, which everything is heading down that road, uh, we'll have more access to all this great information. And, of course, this great station, PRN, and it's all, and, and, you know, PRN, and it's all its incredible guests and, and, and researchers and definitely with Gary. So, again, there is a change coming. And talking about change... That's what the Endicy Savings Club is. It is a change of what the norm is. And what we are, is it's a solution to the high cost of health care. And I am your host, Alex Acuna. And I'm very happy to be on the station for many months now. And again, this is the beginning uh, we had a little setback in a little, you know, about a month or so, and now we're back on track again. So again, uh, what we're going to have this hour? Well, this hour we're going to have our special guest, which her name is Sue Collins. She's the co-founder of the New Jersey Alliance for Informed Choice in Vaccinations. So again, Sue Collins, and it's. Vaccine safety and the right to inform with, with consent. So, again, that's a really important topic here, everyone, because let's see what's happening. 
They're going to start vaccinating our kids, mandating it. And then guess what's going to happen? They're going to start uh, mandating and vaccinating um, the teachers. And then they'll do health care workers. And then it will be ourselves. And I don't know if everyone's aware of this, but it looks like there's over 200 other vaccinations that are coming down the pike. So again, uh, we're just going to be guinea pigs to this incredible horror story that's unfolding now. So again, we'll listen in about a half hour from now with Sue Collins and going over in reference to, you know, uh, vaccinations. And also, too, on our show, we did a whole series. Please go to the archives or go to the NDCSavingsClub.com and click on the radio tab. And we also have the archives there on all the different topics and programs that we have to help you save money and also to inform you. So, again, uh, what... Uh, what I have here is that, and also in a couple more minutes, about 10 more minutes or so, we're going to have a section here, the health news section. And this is in reference with Dr. Walt. He's known as the blood detective. And, and this is very interesting. He's able to look at your blood on the cellular level, on the biochemical and cellular level. So, again, uh, tune in with that within the next 10 minutes or so. And Dr. Walt... He's the director of the Longevity and Integrated Medicine at Mount Kisco. So, and he's going to have his topic. This will be part two. Uh, if you want to go back in the archives, part one. But we're going to have a part two of a five-part series on detoxification. And he has an interesting view on detoxification. He's been at his practice for over 25 years, and he's been dealing with literally probably tens of thousands of people at his practice dealing on the blood work, on the chemistry, and how to best utilize what he can and from his research and helping people in reference to blood work. So again, you, you definitely want to tune in on that. A little bit about the Endocy Savings Club and how did it start? Well, the Endocy Savings Club... NC stands for National Drug Card, and you can go to the nationaldrugcard.com. And what that is, it's a totally free website. And on that website, we started in 2005. Now we're 10 years old. And what we have done there is that we started a free drug card program that people can just get for free. There is no cost. There is no sign-up fee. You can you can just print out these documents and bring it to your local pharmacy and look at it as a coupon that people can use for medications that are not covered and people that have no insurance, and you'll be able to use that and get a savings of anywhere from 5 to 30% on name brands, and where you get the most savings is on generics from 40 to 90% savings. And the best part with the website, and again, it's nationaldrugcard.com, you can look at pricing. There's a price tool there, and it says prices and locations. And all you have to do is just go to it, click onto it right on the site, and then you put your medication and your zip code, and up comes the lowest price first in your area. And that's really pretty incredible because that way you can see how much money you'll be able to save on your medication. And it's a complete 
free service. There's nothing to sign up for, just use it. The website itself is able to be converted to over 52 different languages and the documents as well and these coupons so you'll be able to utilize it. Sometimes medication not being covered, you might have a high copay and you can use this to help you save money on your you know, medications. I know it's a necessary evil. Definitely, I 100% believe in you know, not taking the medications, but again, we get older, we have genetic issues, we get sick, and sometimes we need to. So again, here's a way that you'll be able to save a lot of money. And also, on the site, nationaldrugcard.com, you can also download the apps now, the Android app and the iPhone app. And again, it's a free service. You can look medication on the app. And everyone, like I mentioned, everything is going these mobile devices. And we're up to speed in reference to that. It's a free download, and you can show the card right on your phone. So again, you can kind of say that's going green because there is no paper. There is no cards like these drug cards. It's just a downloadable uh, virtual card right on your phone that you can show to your pharmacist to help you save money in medication. And also on the phone, you'll be also be able to see your pricing and where you'll be able to get the lowest price. So as you can see here, everyone, this is what we do, help people save money. Now, what is the concept of the NDC Savings Club? And, and, and of course, with this, with the radio show, well, what did happen in those 10 years or so, more like nine years, and last year, People kept asking, you know, do you have other programs out there to help us save money? Like on dental and vision, do you have savings there on, let's say, on blood work? Or do you have for MRIs, diabetic supplies? Uh, do you have anything there for contact lenses or hearing aids? Well, this is what the NDC Savings Club is all about. It's a free program. Again, nothing to sign up for. You can just go right to the site. And then again, is ndcsavingsclub.com. And you can see for yourself when you go to the site, and it's also all adaptable to all phones and also all iPads or you know, uh, these devices, these pads that you'll be able to look at. And it's, it's really great because it resizes itself to it all. And you'll be able now to look for other healthcare savings. What's nice with it is that, again, if you're able to go to the, to the radio show tab, it's all the way on the top right-hand corner, you can click on there, you can have past shows. And what I have done with this radio show is that I have certain companies that's able, related towards healthcare, to help you save money. Um, in the past, we had for MRIs and CT scans and ultrasounds, and we talk with that company and its owner. And, and it's really amazing where, you know, you have an MRI that your doctor's trying to tell you to go to, and it might be like two to $3,000. And guess what? That's not to say that's the best technology. It might be old technology that they're trying to get you to the hospital for them, for them to make money. Well, guess what? You'll be able to go through this NDC Savings Club, go to the MRI, and then get a company that's able to negotiate and get you even a better MRI for newer technology, better resolution for four to $500. So as you can see there, that's a huge savings right there for someone. And especially if they don't have any kind of insurance or they're undocumented or they just don't have the money. 
uh, let's say two or three thousand dollars or four or five hundred, and a lot of the times for better quality. But again, it's not what I'm saying. You can actually go right to the savings club and click on and uh, uh, listen to the interview that I've done with the uh, the owner of the companies. And there's multiple owners of companies there that you'll be able to. And, of course, we try to put this up on there so in this way you have access to it, like for blood work and for a, a good dental vision plan you'll be able to have. And one of the great things on the, the first topic is holistic and natural. And you definitely want to go to the savings club. I, I like that section the most because, again, this is, can really help people. And there's a whole bunch of other sections there. There's, there's sections there for women, uh, sections there for men, like categories for men. There's resources. There's also a free travel club that you can have access to, and also a legal club that you can get great savings you know, for your legal issues. So, again, as you can see, it just goes on and on. There's, there's a whole thing for resources, a lot of government resource programs that are out there that you know people are not even aware of it. So, again, please look at our savings club. And, again, it's ndcsavingsclub.com. You can, you can look at our archive, go on PRN, and here's a way that you'll be able to use this great uh, directory or this great uh, resource for you to help you save money on a lot of things you need. Oh, yeah, and also, by the way, on coupons and coupon codes. And my wife uses it all the time. She prints out all these coupons and stuff for you know supermarket and, and clothes for my daughter. And she's saving a lot of money. Sometimes I ask her, she's saving $100, $200 a month. So, again, just on the coupons and everything, and that's not even to say all, all the other savings we have in reference by just using the savings club. So, you know, please... Uh, tell friends about it, share it. There's an email, sign up. There's an email thing to keep you in, in tack of upcoming events and offers and all. And I, I think that everyone would definitely, you know, use this and have this as a great value to yourselves. So, again, as you can see here, you know, we have a lot of stuff here that can help you save money. So, at at this point, I want to bring in Dr. Walt and his second part in reference to detoxification. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Michael Walden. Welcome to Ask the Blood Detective. That's me. I've been nicknamed the Blood Detective because I detect things. I look real deep in terms of finding out what a person's health problems really are under the surface in terms of laboratory testing and assessment, and I compare a person's tests to healthy versions of themselves, much younger, healthy people, not merely average ranges of normals. That's one of the ways we need to think about detoxification. Now, this is part two of detox deception. I mentioned during the first show, and if you didn't listen to that show, you got to listen to the show. So please go to my blog at www.indmedny.com and listen to it. Because we have lots of, many of us, have lots of wrong perceptions about detoxification, and that leads to wrong decision-making and false conclusions. And anyone listening to this sort of show wants to live by the truth. So am I saying I have the truth? Not at all. I'm saying that I have some insights that will help you find your own truth. But I certainly know there's a lot of nonsense out there. So, you know, I have been practicing clinical nutrition for about 25 years, and I've helped 
thousands of people go through individual detoxes. I mentioned during the first show that we can certainly go through several days or several weeks of more intensified detoxification efforts, which mean some sort of plan, some way of eating, certain things that we drink that help, at least theoretically, promote the removal of various detox, uh, sorry, various toxins from the body. And remember, a toxin or toxins are unwanted substances. We get toxins accumulating in various tissues of the body uh, through our external environments, and also toxins are normally produced through the normal process of aging and living, are produced at higher levels in certain disease states, and also uh, as a normal process of, for example, the death and dying of tissues. But it's when the body fails to rid toxins from the body and manage them I mean, toxins can be removed from the body, but they can also be transformed in the body to less toxic or non-toxic things. But as luck would have it, toxins can be converted in the body to even more toxic things in our livers, in our intestinal tract, our cardiovascular system, our renal system, our lymphatic system, the very systems that are supposed to be our detoxification systems. So why would someone want to detox? Well, a person may uh, suspect or, 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 or known to have a condition that might involve the accumulation of toxins, like let's say lung cancer, possibly autism, or any of the autism spectrum uh, conditions. And please listen to my series. I have six shows on that topic. They might have known lead toxicity or, or breast cancer. You know, we know that cadmium is many times more toxic as um, an estrogen mimic promoting breast cancer. You know, in the case of heavy metals, people might take chelation therapy, which is an intravenous or oral technique where there are certain amino acids used, such as DMPS and also DMSA and EDTA, and there are others that bind to some of these toxins. But please realize this, folks. Depending on the toxin or toxins that are confirmed to have accumulated in you and have made you sick or not feel well or have created your disease, you must choose the detoxification method or nutritional or food compounds or other physical or lifestyle activities that specifically manage that toxin. So when you hear someone saying, oh, this is the best detox tea or, or vitamin C is the best overall detoxifier or this formula with 20 different natural compounds for detoxification is the best, well, a red flag should go up, and you should realize, unless it's been made for you, that's impossible, it is wrong, it is insulting, it should be insulting to you. So listen, as I said, some toxins and detoxifying methods will promote detoxification through the cardiovascular system, others through the skin, the respiratory system, through the kidneys, through the liver, through the gut. But if someone has a very sick set of certain organs, let's say they have weak kidneys or weak intestinal tract, the toxins should be uh, eliminated uh, through healthier tissues if possible. That means the detoxification efforts uh, must be known in that person to promote detoxification in a safe way. So this is an aspect of detoxification that most of my patients have, have never thought about. Most people have never thought about interested in health. Namely, how do we know what toxins we have? And many of you think you know how that's determined, and you're probably wrong, and we'll talk about that in a minute. 
And then you think you have a detoxification method that somehow works for everything. And just because you feel good after you do it, you think you've detoxified. Wrong, wrong, and, oh, did I say wrong? So let's talk about testing for toxins. Well, there are tests of various toxins in, uh, of the blood, uh, the urine, and the saliva. And these tests can reveal the presence of um, various toxins, like metals, for example, or also uh, bacterial endotoxins or bacteria, parasites, or, or viral uh, or fungal infectious agents. And these microbes, as they're called, they produce endotoxins, which are toxins that can disrupt a large uh, number of physiologic processes in the body. And the toxins produced by the, these organisms, they circulate throughout the body and they cause all kinds of problems. Let's take Lyme disease, for example. I have many pa patients that suffer from the delusion that they have chronic Lyme disease. Uh-oh, I might get in trouble, right? What did I just say? I don't believe that Lyme disease could be a chronic condition. I'm not saying that. Of course it can. I treat these people. What I'm saying is that often it is not. And people waste years and years and years on antibiotics and more antibiotics and more antibiotics, and they still don't get better, or they just feel good while they're on the antibiotics, and then they think incorrectly that, oh, I'm feeling better on antibiotics. It must be I'm suppressing the problems that the Lyme disease hidden in my body is causing. Well, that's also probably wrong because, first of all, you will become um, resistant to that antibiotic, and after a short while, it will not work. So it couldn't continue to suppress your symptoms. Antibiotics are also anti-inflammatories, and inflammation can cause many of the symptoms people mistakenly think are Lyme disease. Now, here's my point. Various infectious agents, like the Lyme disease infectious agent and other, other bugs, they can produce damage in the body. And then the bugs are killed off whatever, through whatever means, natural, medication. And the point is then we're left with the, the aftermath of these degenerative problems that people often mistake for the hidden infection. And they spend years spending thousands of dollars on tests to try to look for the bug. And they often never find it. So just the thought there that your, your post-Lyme disease syndrome uh, may actually be degenerative changes and the bug might be long gone. So you need to improve the health of the body in a much more specific way, not some general detox way. Detoxification and rebuilding of the nervous system and the immune system and many other systems is required for a person with any of these problems that I've just spoken about, like this so-called Lyme disease issue. But each person that has been affected with Lyme disease or is currently affected with it as an example of a microbe that can create toxins and destruction needs to have the appropriate other tests uh, of all other body systems figured out so we can know what they need for their needs. That's not something you're going to hear in a radio show or read in a book. It's just very, very sad that I see so many people waste years of their lives um, uh, being uh, focused, that is, on the, the wrong thing, on the wrong thing. I've produced a very comprehensive set of laboratory tests, which I call the blood detective longevity profile. It basically creates a metabolic map of my patients, looking at almost every system, so I can see them as a whole, so I can figure out what they need for their needs. I'll keep saying that. A person needs whatever they need for their needs, not some bottle that says on it super detox or bug out or something like that. So when someone says, I need to detox, 
it's up to me to choose the best detoxification methods and the best detoxifiers for the effective elimination of whatever toxin or toxins I think are there. So to, to simply drink a, you know, a, some sort of detox tea or take a nutritional supplement uh, that's been marketed as a detoxifier will not necessarily address what that person needs. And if you disagree with me, well, how do you know you're right? So I take one person, I compare them to themselves with pre- and post-testing and questionnaires and objective tests to know we're removing toxins. That, that's it. You know, hormone replacement therapy, birth control pills, and other forms of hormonal, what I call substitution therapies, that's pretty toxic. You know, hormones such, like, such as uh, estradiol or E2, that has to be detoxified in the liver in a process uh, that's called phase two liver detoxification. If someone's phase two liver detoxification is weak and they eat foods or do certain practices, take certain supplements that improve their phase one detoxification, they will actually make themselves worse. And guess what? They'll feel bad and then sometimes they misinterpret that and even their practitioners will unwittingly interpret that as, oh, that's a detoxification crisis. That is not a detoxification crisis. That's a detox disaster. Let's talk about the detoxification of antibodies. So again, we're talking about, we talked about detoxification of metals, detoxification of, of estrogens and other hormones. We also need to detox, detoxify antibodies. So antibodies are molecules made in the body when the body thinks that it is not itself in certain organs. So for example, if your thyroid degenerates, your body might produce antibodies against your thyroid, and that's a destructive process if it continues. It has a purpose initially, but then it gets out of hand in most people. And as long as these toxins are continually uh, released from the antibodies, the antibodies, by the way, are also called immunoglobins, we are never gonna detoxify unless we help that process. So how do you help that process? A person might need a variety of foods and nutrients to support and rebuild various organs in question that are breaking down, and as they break down, they look unlike normal tissues and organs and cells, and then the body's immune system attacks it. So it's not enough to just identify a toxin or toxins. It's not enough to just remove it. We have to fix the process of autoimmunity, such as the production of antibodies that might occur in people. So I do an entire antibody panel, and I find all kinds of interesting problems on people that they may not know uh, are issues until they finally develop as outright diseases that a person can actually see. That could be several months after the immune system hyper-responds to toxin degeneration or breakdown of tissue, or it could be decades later. So I'm going to end it here, and I'm going to start by talking about medications and how they uh, could be potential toxins, and also talk about some of the, the ridiculous so-called detoxification methods that are promoted out there, and how you, as an intelligent person, can help yourself navigate through the morass of silliness out there, which is the detoxification disaster. So my name is Dr. Michael Wald, and I am the supervisor of longevity services at Integrated Medicine at Mount Kisco. I have worked with many, many people, hundreds, thousands of people over my 25-year career, and I have seen just about everything. And if I learn something new, believe me, I investigate it. And I have found there are just a lot of ridiculous claims. 
My approach is a longevity plan, which looks at the person's chemistry, their whole entire body as a metabolic map, so to speak, and I correct whatever it is I find, if it's correctable, as naturally as possible, but targeting natural remedies for the person, not just nonsense we hear on the, in the media. So for those of you who have comments or have other show ideas, please uh, follow me on Facebook or Twitter or post them on my blog at my website, which is at www.intmedny.com, or you can go to blooddetective.com. You can reach me by phone at 914-242-8844, and have a great day. Thank you. Well, again, everyone, that was Dr. Walt, and you can see there that he's uh, definitely uh, a knowledge uh, pool of knowledge there. So definitely you want to tune in to all these great shows that we have. And again, if you miss any of them, you can go back to the NDC com and click on the radio show tab, and you'll be able to see all these great shows archived there. And again, he's doing a five-part series on detoxification. And again, from his experience of probably tens of thousands of people, so he has a pretty good uh, view of what's going on on the biochemistry of the body. And also, too, you can go back and look at it, you know, our series that we did on autism, a six-part series. So definitely you want to be tuned on this, uh, tuned with this. So at this point of the show, I would like to bring in our special guest, which is Ms. Sue Collins. Again, she's the co-founder of the New Jersey Coalition for Vaccination Choice. Uh, Sue, are you on with it? On the call? Uh, yes, hello. Glad to How be here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Great. Great to have, a, you, know, have you on our show. Uh, we were supposed to have a show about a month ago, and there were some technical issues, and this was in reference to this whole thing with the choice of vaccinating your kids. And can you bring us up to speed of what happened about a month ago when we were trying to you know, give us the choice and what did happen? Um, well, right now, New Jersey per- permits a religious and a medical exemption to vaccination. We do not have a conscientious exemption at this point, which about 20 other states do. Um, there are There is a bill pending in the legislature that has passed out of both the Senate Health Committee and the Assembly Health Committee that would essentially um, negate the religious exemption in New Jersey. Um, it requires a lot of cumbersome steps for parents to take in order to claim a religious exemption. Um, so we are working hard to make sure that that bill does not get passed. Um, we do have a little bit of time now in that the bills were not posted for a full Senate vote or a full Assembly vote um, prior to them now taking a budget break. Um, so there's no active voting legislative sessions at this point for the next month while they all discuss and uh, work on the state budget. So that's why we're um, working hard now to meet with legislators, talk to them about the issue, explain to them the problems with the bill and um, some of the other issues surrounding the you know, religious exemption in New Jersey. You, you met with them 
and you were there in the forefront of all this. And, you know, God bless you and thank you for being there for us. So there's a lot of us, you know, we have, you know, have life and we got a bunch of other issues. And But I, I think this is so important that a lot of us probably should try to make a very strong effort for the next uh you know, uh, effort to get out there to the state legislators. But saying that you were there, uh, how was their view of this? Um, well, it's a, a lot of, I mean, it's, it's a complicated issue with several layers, and we have been trying to get as many people. Um, the Coalition for Vaccination Choice is a all-volunteer organization, so <clears throat> anyone who's involved in it is doing everything kind of on their own time at their own expense type thing. Um, so we had been trying to and working successfully to get as many people down to Trenton as possible because that's where everything happens and we need to have our voices heard. Um, the special interest influence and the pharmaceutical influence is so heavy here in New Jersey that um, in order to be heard as individuals and as people and as constituents, you know, we need to be present. So, <clears throat> excuse me, when the Senate voted on this bill, um, we had about 25 parents um, down in Trenton, and they testified in opposition to the bill. Um, the bill was ultimately passed out of the committee with two um, no votes and five votes in the affirmative, if I remember correctly. Um, the Senate or the Assembly Health Committee then met the following week, and we had um, close to 300 parents and doctors and professionals down in Trenton, again, to testify in opposition to this bill. Um, the testimony was limited to a minute per person, and so it was very difficult for people to get out much information. Um, that bill also did ultimately pass with two abstentions um, in that committee and one no, um, and the rest were yeses. So How many in the committee? So, in the committee, yes. So that's how many, why, how many were they, though? Oh, ten, there's 10 on the Assembly Health Committee, if I, um, if I remember correctly. So, so there were um, 10, so two voted for no. Right. And the other um, and, and the, 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 the thing to remember, too, about this and how the legislative process works is that these, both of these bills, the primary sponsors of the bills, are the chairs of the Health Committee in their respective houses. So this is their bill in their committee, and they're not going to put up a bill that's theirs that they know isn't going to pass. So that, that the fact that the bill was even up for a vote indicates that they knew that this was something that was most likely or was going um, to pass. Um, however, the turnout of that many constituents and that many citizens is unheard of and doesn't happen at committee hearings. Um, so I think it definitely was a strong presence, a strong voice, and that's why I encourage everyone now that they are in their districts needs to go and visit their local legislators. Um, nothing has the impact of a one-on-one, -on -one, face to face meeting, being able to talk to your legislator who represents you and explain to them why this bill is so important to you, why it's so important that New Jersey maintain the religious exemption and religious freedoms um, as it is right now. Um, and then hopefully down the road we can look to maybe expand some of those. But mm -hmm. the legislators need to hear from their constituents. Um, and we can help you with assistance with that, helping put you in touch with other people in your district. Mm -hmm. um, but just even stopping by their office, dropping off a, an article that you found in the paper that was important to you, um, 
you know, attending local events when they have events in the district, um, either fundraising breakfasts or dinners or if they're at a parade or some local event, um, just starting to build a relationship with them so they understand what the constituents in their district want and understand that in particular with this legislation that it's just not a good idea, that the the um, unconstitutionality of it, the potential discrimination of different parents, it's just it's so cumbersome, um, and the bill's not needed at this time. Um, the religious mm-hmm. exemption that we have in New Jersey is working the way it's intended. Um, parents who have religious objections state that. Um, that goes into their child's medical file. Um, we don't need to be changing that right now. Um, mm-hmm. It's the whole, you know, cliche, if it's not, if they ain't broke, don't fix it, and that's kind of where we are right now. Um, I, I've, I've gotten emails from your organization, and on the email... And again, I subscribe to it, and it's been very helpful because if I can't make it there, but at least I can make phone calls to my right. legislative people and tell them my concerns and why we should have the freedom and stuff. So uh, what would be the best way for people, what website can people go to, and how can they sign up for that so they can get also uh, you know, their, their, these uh Contact yeah, the, the best um, website that has a, a wealth of information is just basically the New Jersey State Legislative website. And if you just Google, you know, New Jersey State Legislature, you will get that website. And on there you can, if you don't know what your district is, you can find it by either your town or if you do know the number, you can find your legislators. It has all their contact information on there. Mm-hmm. You can enter in a bill number. I mean, just enter S and the bill number for Senate Bill A, and the number for an Assembly Bill. Um, it will pull up the bill so you can actually read the text of the bill. You can also subscribe to have be noticed if bills that you are interested in are anything happening to them, if they're being heard in committee or being voted on, then you'll get an, an email or a notice so that you can be aware of that. There's a legislative calendar there that you can check to see when the legislature is meeting, when certain committees are meeting. Um, so there's just, it's a huge resource. And I wanted to mention the bill numbers that this mm-hmm. religious exemption restriction bill is S1147 and A1931. So those are the two numbers that you'd want to plug in um, and pull up. And both the bills now are identical, so they do match. And what, um, what are those bills again? Just to S1147. And A-1931. And they're the same bill? They're the same bill. So why do why they have, like, different numbers? Well, they, they have different numbers because one was an assembly bill and one was mm-hmm. a Senate bill, and they usually – that's just kind of the way it works. And most okay. bills have a, their own number in each chamber. And, and that's um, a vote and, to no to them? I'm sorry, what? And that's to vote for no to them. Right. We want them to either vote no or abstain um, if it does come to a floor vote. And ideally, um, the bills, we hope we can prevent them from even coming to a vote. So let's say they come to a vote, and this is coming up, what, in May, I think? Um, I think the next time the Senate meets would be May 18th. Um, The Assembly has not yet indicated what their calendar is going to be, but it would be sometime in late April or early May. Mm -hmm. So let's say it gets down to to that horrible possibility, and everyone on the call, you know, I have to understand that. It probably will. I mean, if we don't do anything about it, you sit back, you know, and things will fix themselves. No, they don't. 
And let's say if, it, if this horrible thing probably probably does pass, then what is the implications that parents like myself, I have an autistic daughter, and uh, I half lost her, meaning that she's like not all here, everyone. She's like half half herself is here. And if and if I'm being forced to, which I won't, to vaccinate her for the rest of vaccinations, I might lose her. I might lose her completely. Whatever is left in her eyes, or whatever is left of her spirit. So I'll have a blob of a child that I won't even know anymore, and probably be very sick, or maybe even die. And those—that's what uh, I'm—I'm going to be left with. So the only choice I have, I have to go to another state. And then after they pass it into the other state, then I'm have to, my wife might have to leave the country just to save my daughter, whatever's left of her. So this whole thing, everyone, uh, and what it is, for, is for choice. Uh, we're not saying that vaccinations are either good or bad, whatever. You know, science and facts in the future will show, will bear that out, just like cigarette smoking. You know, cigarette smoking was fine for 50 years until they were brought out and saying that it was a lie. It was all cover-ups, and it was killing people. This goes on and on. DDTs, Agent Orange. I mean, you're beginning to see the, the, the trend here. They're lies and making money and killing people and hurting people and all. So let's say even if, if that horrible thing comes to be, and this is here in New Jersey, and this is a nationwide radio show, and this is a global-wise radio show, guess what? Uh, I'm assuming, Sue, as time goes on, so they say, hey, look, your kids are able to get it, so then guess what? The teachers now are able to be mandated to get vaccinated, and then it will be health care workers, and then it will be civil workers, and then it will be you and I. So my thing is to say, you know what? Whatever it is, just give me the choice to say yes or no to it. But don't force me. Don't mandate me or God knows what else they're going to do to us. Is that kind of the reality here, Sue? Well, there, it, things are moving in that direction. Um, there's legislation, if I remember correctly, in I think 37 states that would restrict um, exemptions in those states. And it just, um, it really gets down to the point of a slippery slope. And who are we, we keep chipping away at the rights of the individual, the rights of parents to make decisions, medical decisions for their children. And there are hundreds of vaccines in the pipeline, and once the exemptions are eliminated, then the pharmaceutical companies even have more um, ability to just mandate whatever they come up with, and we will have no recourse or no way to say no. Um, and right now, one of the biggest problems that we have is this, the medical procedure that we call vaccination. Um, the pharmaceutical companies produce a product. They have no liability. Congress removed that in 1986. So that if you do have a vaccine injury or adverse effect, that you cannot, you have no recourse recourse against the pharmaceutical company. Wait, so, so let, let, let's let's bring that up. Let's say a pharmaceutical company turns around and makes, uh, for whatever reason, a bad batch that it was, and it proves to in 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 reality and 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 court and everything that they actually did it 
you know, by mistake. And, or, and then that batch went out and killed people. And they were completely liable because they're negligent and they did what they did, you know, and, and they sent out a bad batch and they wind up killing a bunch of people. So you're saying that even if they were thought out that they were wrong and they were negligent of doing that, then they still have no liability. Is that what you're saying? Uh, correct. At this point, there is a tax on each vaccine that goes into a, a national federal compensation fund, and anyone who has any reaction to a vaccine has to go through that government-funded program. So mm -hmm. these pharmaceutical companies are not a part of that, um, and they have no liability, which is part of the reason that they're not – there's no impetus to make a safer product. Um, and they have, you know, a full market. They have unlimited patent. Their patents do not expire. Um, there's essentially no competition. Mm -hmm. um, so all the things that normally would be in a checks and balances for a product on the market um, have basically been eliminated. So, and so now I, you have so, the parent so, is like kind of the last stop mm -hmm. um, between the child and this, the, this product. And so that's why it's yeah. so important that we continue to have exemptions available, that we have parents have the right to decide if they want the vaccinations, um, because we know with, with anything in life, a one-size-fits-all policy does not work for anything um, and everything. And the fact that we think that vaccinations would be different and that if we give everybody the same dose of the same vaccines on the same schedule, um, that we're not going to have negative outcomes is, is that's just not the, the case. Um, there are going to be casualties with the policies that we have in place right now, and that's why it's so important that parents have options to be able yep. to decide what they feel is right for their family, for their children. Well, I mean, but, Sue, the facts are this, is that uh, the grounds are littered with dead people, that actually people have died from vaccinations child little little babies little girls now with gardasil and stuff so it isn't like you're like you're you're getting this vaccination and no one is getting hurt or no one's dying from it literally they are there's literally probably tens of thousands of people that have probably have died babies and you're probably talking about hundreds of thousands of people that have been adversely affected by these vaccinations so isn't that the reality um, yeah, there are definitely people do have side effects, and that's why the mm -hmm. Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System was uh, um, initiated for that. And if you Google that and search that, you'll see um, various side effects and reported vaccine reactions. And it's estimated that only about between 1% and 10% of vaccine reactions are ever reported. Mm -hmm. um, so that number of reporting is, is severely low. Um, oftentimes, if you go to your doctor and you do have a vaccine reaction, they are unwilling to admit that the vaccine had any role in that. Um, so it's really, I mean, the, it's, it, unfortunately right now the onus is on the parents to be the stopgap and to be the ones who are there defending their children and standing up for their rights and their, you know, the right to decide what happens to their children. Um, and it's a battle we all, you know, need to fight because we all want what's best for our kids. And together we can have a strong voice. Um, but it's a matter of everyone has to get involved. Everyone has to be talking about this issue, um, talking about what's happened to them, what's happened to their children, um, talking about parental rights, the right to be able to make medical decisions for your family and not be forced into a medical model that the pharmaceutical companies have dictated.
Well, uh, I I remember reading, uh, I think, in one of your your website and stuff, that it seems like there's like 200 vaccinations coming down the pike. Yeah, there's several hundred um, in the process of being... Yeah, in, in various stages of either testing or in the pipeline of development. Um, so that's something that we all need to be aware of, and that the more we let our rights and the laws you know, chip away at our rights, the more these products are going to be forced upon us. Well, again, like you said, forced upon us, where if they can force it and mandate it for children, babies and, and children, little kids, so it's being forced, then logically the next thing is that if these kids, you know, there, there's an epidemic or something's going on or the diseases, whatever, these vaccines are supposed to help out, then technically the, the teachers need to be vaccinated also with a whole slew of them as well. And they say, well, if we give it to the kids, you can't complain. You know, you're, you're with the kids, so you need to be vaccinated. And then it would be the healthcare workers and the maintenance people. And then it would be, it goes right down the line till finally it comes to you and I. That is, it's going to mandate this you know, for us to get these vaccinations. And, oh, does it do any harm? No, it doesn't. Yes, it does much like cigarette smoking. It's like, you know what, Sue? It's like saying they're forcing us to uh, smoke cigarettes. You know, it's not going to harm you, but we're forcing you to, here, here's a whole carton of cigarettes and you have to smoke it every day. Uh, it's, not, it's not harming you. Don't worry about it. it. It doesn't do anything to you. Just smoke the cigarettes. Everything is fine. So then this is where everything's heading, where they're, they're forcing one after the other and, and everyone on the call you know, understand, you know, they're going to come for you next. And then you're not going to have a choice because they're going to say, well, you know, even our little babies are getting these and these things are safe, which they're not. So that that's the slippery slope that we talked about, Sue. And, and this is where it, it finally comes back to us. And then no one's going to be there because everybody w- would have to be vaccinated and we'll start seeing – you know, uh, not until the next five or ten years from now or 15 years from now when you start seeing, you know, like asbestos or, you know, cigarette smoking and the lawsuits. But then again, you have a segment, a large segment of the population that, that, that's been, you know, uh, died and has been very, you know, hurt by it. And, I mean, I myself, again, being in, in healthcare and alternative medicine and stuff, this really – offends me and it really makes me mad because you know it's everything that's in our environment and you're you know, like even the gmos now genetically modified food these are foods that don't even exist in our nature and now 80 to 90 percent of the food that we eat on a daily basis is genetically modified and i see it with younger people you know, kids and they're, you know, four or five years old, attention deficit disorder, and they have all these neurological problems that all these kids, I see the younger guys and the young girls, they have all these neurological problems. And guess what, everyone? This is because we've been, you know, being fed all this garbage, electromagnetic pollution from all these cell phone towers, cell phone devices, tablets, this is ionizing radiation that's cooking your brain, 
that we're being exposed to so many layers of this radiation then you add you know then you add the you know the um, genetically modified foods and then the other foods that barely have any nutrients in it and then you're going to add this other final death blow as far as I'm concerned is these needles that's going to go right into your bloodstream and it's going to affect your immune system directly. So God knows, everyone, what horrors we're going to be going through ourselves and loved ones and people that we know. So, I mean, that, that's where I'm at with this, Sue. You know, we have to fight it. I mean, it's just not vaccination. It's just the whole thing of having this this horrible thing that I connected directly with asbestos, cigarette smoking, you know, Agent Orange, DDTs, all these things that, you know, the other side always said there was nothing wrong with. Oh, yeah, climate. You know, there's, not, there's, there's no global warming. <laughs> I mean, look at it. Everything is a complete lie. So now we're all going to sit back and then just have them do the death blow to us to inject us with this guy knows two, three hundred, guy knows, you know, crap they're going to put into us. And then we're already in a weakened state. And then now is going to come all the neurological damage, cancers and stuff that we have to deal with it. And guess what, everyone? We don't have the money to buy the insurance either. So, I mean, that's where I'm at, too, with this. Right. Yeah, and that, I mean, we have to remember, too, the pharmaceutical industry and a lot of these industries are for-profit industries. Um, mm-hmm. They are in the business to make money. Um, they're mm-hmm. not necessarily in the business to look out for our health. And so that's why, again, it's so crucial that people are involved and people are looking looking at the science, doing their own research. Um, if you just even Google the CDC website on vaccine ingredients, you can see exactly what is in each vaccine um, and look at the combinations and what they're expecting you to put into your body or your child's body um, and decide what what risks you want to take. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the vaccines now have genetically modified ingredients in them. So really? um, we're in a can whole uncharted just, I think the hepatitis B vaccine, if I remember correctly, was one of the first to have genetically modified ingredients. Um, some of the flu vaccines are looking at using insect DNA um, in that um, to get away from the eggs that it's usually cultured in. Um, and aside from just genetically modified, I mean, we're looking at mixing DNA from animals through monkey um, kidney tissues and bovine serums um, and even human DNA that we are, you know, mixing and injecting into our bodies. Um, so um, there's obviously going to be some downsides and ramifications for that, which, again, is why, you know, our organization um, is about vaccination choice and the belief that everyone should have the right to decide what is injected into their body and that of their children. Um, and no one should be mandating or forcing anybody to do something um, that they may not want to do. Um, and everybody, you know, needs to live with the consequences, um, whatever they may be, so that you should have the option and the right to decide um, which risks you're willing to take um, because you alone are going to be the one that's responsible for living with those decisions. Correct, and it could be also like myself and all the consequences of having an autistic child is, and I can't can't imagine, you know, what other horrors are going to be down the pike for us when we are forced to take all these vaccinations. 
and what's going to do to a lot of us and loved ones that we know, even normal people, because even the Gardasil vaccination with normal little girls, 10, 12, 14, they take one shot of the Gardasil shot, and then they become damaged. And they've been normal, you know, all their lives, and then they, they take these Gardasil, and it does irreparable damage to them. So they, and again, everyone, you can look that up. But I assume, um where's the best website that people can go to and then get this information? Um, a, a really great website um, for nationally, especially, is the National Vaccine Information Center. Okay. And that's just www.nvic.org, and you can get connected with things happening in your state. Mm. Um, if you're in New Jersey, the coalition website is njvaccinationchoice.org, and that can put you in touch, again, with what's happening um, in New Jersey. But, again, people should just, you know, do their research, um, mm. find the science is out there that shows that mm. vaccines are not going to be safe for everyone, and right. we need to make sure that we maintain exemptions in all the states and options and choices for parents. All right, Sue, like always, we're up to our time. Time flies by. Thank you so much, you know, for your great efforts and your great work out there. And, again, everyone, um, you know, and again, Sue, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, thank you. Yep. Bye.